I'm Ryan Nidell, host of 15 Minutes of Freedom, your daily action guide to getting shit done. Today's episode is entitled Quick Responses, so sit back, relax, and enjoy the content. In today's episode, I'm going to share with you how my speed of response altered another's perception of reality and how I actually find power in it. So as many of you may know, I get a couple direct messages a day. When I say couple, bare minimum is 15 new direct messages with also ongoing conversations, multiple different platforms to respond to people on, 10 or 15 emails a day, a coaching business that I run, a digital marketing business that I run, people I care about in my life, and my family. That's not even including any personal time or creative time I want for myself. All that sounded way too fucking boisterous. Like, this is not a chest pounding like, oh, I'm so great. This just stating facts. And in that, there's a handful of messages that come in that I read and then don't respond to. And it's not that I don't respond to them because I don't care about them. It's because I have other stuff to do. Now, it's crazy, right? Like, in the moment, if you are one of the ones that are reaching out to me to either say thank you for the podcast or maybe a message that I created or shared with you made some sort of impact in your life and you're sending me a message, you might assume that you are literally the only one. And I get it, right? Like you're extending yourself. You're going way out on a limb, most likely based off of what you're used to doing. Here you are getting to know me through you know, this medium called podcasting. You have some idea of what I stand for. Maybe you've consumed all 170 some odd episodes and you think you know exactly who I am. And so you get up the testicular fortitude of the courage from deep inside yourself to reach out and say something to me. Now, first and foremost, I want to say I love you for that. Like dead serious. It means the world to me that you took the time, energy, and effort to listen to this pull up another app, track me down on social media, open up a direct messenger, and then send me a message. Like, it's crazy to me to think that my spoken word can have an impact that's great enough for you to reach out to me. I love every bit of that. But in loving every bit of that, there's two ways that these messages go. I guess two paths they can go down. If you or I are connected on social media, meaning I follow you on Instagram. I see your message in my you know, folder. You open your DM, it comes in there. But then the top right-hand corner of my account, inside my DM, there's this little number that keeps growing every day. Those are people that I don't connect with, that I'm not following on social media, specifically Instagram. And so on any given day, I look in there and there's 100, 150, 200 messages. And, you know, the best laid plans are always uh, the toughest ones to execute. And every day I magically think I'm going to have time to you know, go through these 150, 200 messages. And I'll go through 10 or 15 and do my best, and then they keep stacking up. So sometimes it takes a month for me to respond. Now, that might piss you off, right? You're listening like, man, this, this guy is so self-consumed, he can't respond to me. Because you're in your mind, you're the only one. I get it because our perception is all of our realities. You perceive that I sit 
I'm going to assume, and I know that makes an ass out of you and me, but I'm going to assume you think that I literally sit in this office, I record podcasts, and then maybe I just hang out. And I just wait. And I just wait for something magic to happen. Maybe you haven't heard the intro to a podcast or the exit to a podcast, but there's this thing I say on the front side and the back side that is get shit done. So when my day starts at 4.30 in the morning and ends ultimately at 9.30, minus the last half hour of time I spend with Lindsay, I'm fucking going full speed. There is no real off switch for me. This is seven days a week. And so the speed that I'm running does not allow me to necessarily sit in an office and just hang out. I wish it did. To as many of you who followed my journey, I stacked about that last night and this morning, how I need more time in my day to create and be the best version of myself, that I'm too busy doing things for other people and not busy enough pouring into myself. I realize that's currently an issue and a bane of frustration for me. But here I post something on social media today. A picture of last October. How do I know it was last October? Because it's time stamped in my phone and it's the start of the hockey season here in Columbus. And I admittedly love hockey. Back when I was in the custom clothing world, I actually had an opportunity to suit and become friends with many of the Columbus Blue Jackets. Hockey players are truly just cut from a different cloth. Humble, generous, funny, like just really good people. And so not only do I love to go support the Blue Jackets, but I have a, you know, a kindred bond or a relationship with some of them that extends outside of just watching them play. And so in this post, here I am standing with another gentleman that is, a, I'll say, a local celebrity that him and I have been connected on social media for quite some time and hadn't ever met each other face to face. His name is Jimmy Bell. And Jimmy played for Ohio State and then eventually, I believe, went to the NFL. Just big, massive mound of a man. Incredibly gregarious, outgoing, funny, really great person. And so we meet and we connect and my wife Lindsay takes a picture and it's funny. You know, it's just like I'm in this Columbus Blue Jacket shirt and it's just this memory that's, you know, commended, idolized, whatever it is, whatever the right term is. I'm flustered in this moment, admittedly, and I'll get to why here in a second. And so in this post, I post and, you know, talk about the fact of limiting beliefs and that I can't believe now is the viewpoint and vantage point that I have. I was 300 pounds then. It was just before an event to I went, an event I went to in California for Wake Up Warrior where I decided no more anabolics, no more that story. And so here I am, 300 pounds, bloated, puffy. But in the moment the picture was taken, I look at it and I don't feel that way. I'm like, man, I'm a big dude. Like, I'm out angling this NFL player. Like, life is good. But here, fast forward, literally almost one year to the date, and I'm 260 pounds and have a whole different perception of what fitness and health and nutrition really mean, at least for what serves me in this moment. And so in this post, I'm sharing the, the recollection of what was going through my head in that time period, that I was lying to myself about the fact that I was, quote unquote, bulking because I was eating shit food at least one meal a day. I was lying to myself that massive amounts of anabolics were making me healthy and getting me closer to some goal that I ultimately didn't care about. And I'm really just recounting that time period of my life of that old vantage point versus my current vantage point, which inevitably will change as I go forward. And in this, some people are tagging, like I get a little traction on the post. 
great, right? I mean, let's not kid ourselves. I use social media to market my brand, my company, to grow a following, to get a loyal tribe. I mean, that's what Instagram is for me. And so in that, the more, if you don't know, from the time you post a picture on Instagram, for the first 25 minutes, Instagram gives more weight to any action that happens. So whether it's likes or comments or anything that can happen on that page, the more traction you get in that short period of time, the more people ultimately get served your image. And so I'm, I'm looking, I'm like, man, this is great. And a young lady tags another young man on the post. And he responds back like, why are you tagging me in this post? This jerk didn't even respond back to me. And like, I see this and I'm like, man, I don't, I feel bad in the moment. I'm like, shit, did that really happen? Did I really just blow somebody off? And so this fear and doubt creeps in my head like, oh man, am I going to be exposed? Like, no, I don't know. Let me go check. So I slide over into my own DM. I type in a screen name and there's nothing there. There's no message. So I message him right away like, look, man, I'm sorry. I do the absolute best I can. At least that's the story I'm telling myself. I do a pretty good job of responding to people. Sometimes stuff slips through the cracks. But here, let me screenshot what's going on. I don't see a message. And so I send it to him. And I also hop in the main post and say the same thing, essentially. He responds back almost instantaneously with, you read it, you waited almost a week and didn't respond, so I deleted it. And in that moment, I'm reading this. I'm like, Get out of here. Like, you self-consumed dick. Like, that my whole life should revolve around if I responded to your message. Like, that is literally what's racing through my mind in that moment. But I stop. I don't say anything. Take a couple deep breaths. Put myself in the shoes of him. Think about, man, if I, if I had the gumption to reach out to somebody and I didn't hear back from them, how would that make me feel? Admittedly, it made me feel shitty. It made me feel bad. Now, I'm also in sales of some capacity and as I'm marketing and growing my own personal brand, I am literally trying to connect with three, four, five, I'll say quote unquote influencers a day where I know the likelihood of me getting a response from their social media is probably pretty low. So my fear of rejection over the years has consistently diminished. Like it's just a numbers game to me. So no matter how impactful I try to make my messages, some are going to get responded to and some aren't. So I say, you know, admittedly, my friend, I'm sorry. What did the post say? And he shares the post and shares some pretty impactful things. And I'll, I'll keep that between him and I at this moment because I'm not going to take down this post. And some of you listening will go to my page and view it. You'll see very clearly which one this is because I don't look the same as I look now. And so in that, he shares, and I ask him a point-blank direct question. Were you upset that I didn't respond to in a week or however long it was? Or were you secretly afraid of the judgment and shame and guilt associated with what you sent me? And this man admittedly messages me, I'm afraid of the judgment. And in that moment, I'm reminded why all this really exists. Like, this is all real time. Like I could pull up my phone right now. And I'll probably do it here in a moment and, and read what else has went on in the conversation. I can feel my phone vibrating on my lap consistently as I'm recording this. 
Like, this is as real as it gets. There is no script here. But I'm reminded as he messages me this, like, admission of the fact that he became insecure about being judged about why this podcast exists in the first place. You see, I want to reiterate the fact I'm not too big for my britches. I hope there never comes a day that I can't figure out how to respond back to people. I truly hope that doesn't happen. Because I love connecting with you. And I love the fact that through my words, that sometimes there's enough impact that you feel compelled to reach out and say something. It's the biggest rush for me in the world. Because here I am just sharing truthful, dumbass things I've done in my life. And you're connecting with me telling me that you're not alone anymore. And for me, for the first 32 plus years of my life, that was my biggest fear. My biggest thought was like, I'm alone all the time. Nobody gets me. Nobody understands what this really is. Nobody else is abusing steroids. Nobody else has failed at businesses. Nobody else has cheated. Nobody else has failed relationships. Nobody else has the insecurities. Nobody else has the family stuff I have. I got to be the only one. And through this podcast, I've realized that's not true. And maybe you've realized the same. And so he shares with me that it's this judgment. And I tell him right away that I'm proud of him. Because it's not easy to admit to anyone, let alone a stranger or maybe someone you hold in high regards, that you're afraid of something. That there's part of your life that you're insecure about. There's part that you wish was different because it's not always going to be different and as I'm looking at my phone now I don't, I don't want to go through it all but he sent me some, some really long I mean it's now a couple pages of really impactful messages and he's realizing the errors in some of his ways and looking for more guidance and more help. And this becomes this tricky situation from this show. And let me further explain why that is. I'm a fixer by nature. I'll even say over time, the empathetic side of me or the empath in me has become more prevalent. When I connect with someone and I can actually see their pain, I not only see it, I feel it. It's something that is, it becomes tangible to me. So in my coaching business, like when there's weighty things that go on, like it pulls at me. I have to create systems around that part of my life to allow me not to carry that into my own household, my own business, other aspects of my life. And so I'm compelled every time to, when there's somebody going through something to reach out and try to fix it, to coach them through it. Because I know how many times in life I wanted someone to reach out and ask me for if I needed help. And there may have been people along the way that actually did that. I just don't recall if it happened or not. And so what happened is I kept feeling more isolated and more alone. And it kept making me re reiterate and go through the same cyclical patterns of making bad decisions because I felt like I didn't have answers. And so here I am with this amazing platform and you listening right now, you have made it this way. 
And maybe some of this, maybe you have felt the same way before in your life where you just can't, you can't get to everybody quickly enough. I don't know how you would have dealt with it, but here I am processing it real time with you that I feel badly that I didn't get to this gentleman's, you know, request that he's going through some things and, and now I want to hop on the phone and just fix it. Because admittedly, I'm so fucking confident in the fact that I can help him work through it. It's not even funny. I, I'm a, I, I say that from a point of having worked through my own issues, having helped now plenty of other people work through their issues, and really making a pivot to dedicate my life to helping others. The part where this gets unique is time is the limited resource. And if I hop on a phone call with every person all day long that seeks some sort of advice or input, I would have no time for anything else. No time for my paying clients, no time for my family, no time for the other businesses that I have, no time for anything. I would simply be responding to or hopping on phone calls daily for 10, 14, who knows how many hours. And it wouldn't be healthy long term. And that's the point of all, all this. Like That's the point of this episode. Is your response speed to situations in life doesn't have to make sense to other people. Like it's really your own. We're so caught up in a now society where like things have to happen right now. Like you go to a f- fucking concert. Like a music venue. And I was guilty of this and it kills me. Like, I took my wife to a Justin Timberlake concert for, for her birthday. Admittedly, was able to secure us some pretty decent seats. And like, you look around the crowd, you look in this place, and we're very close to the stage, and everybody there has their freaking phone up the whole time, and it's just proving to the world how cool we all are by being so close to this person. Who can post it on Instagram? Who can get the most traction? Oh my gosh, look where I'm at. Hashtag Justin Timberlake. And we forget to just be in the moment. To just be here now. We forget that this moment in time, sure, we can commemorate it. But there's something magic to be said to just being present with something. And not having to have the world realize you're quote unquote great because you are somewhere that they are not. Because let's not kid ourselves. When we all hop on Instagram or our Insta stories and we post that we're at this cool event or doing this amazing thing, there's a certain part of us that wants to increase our social equity. We want to prove to the world that we're so fantastic. And it's crazy. Because the man that's performing on stage put his pants on the same way that we did. And whether that's one leg at a time or he sits down and wants to put them both on at the same time, like, I don't know how Justin puts on his pants. It's not really my point. Thing is, he's wearing pants like he puts them on. And maybe to the chagrin of some of the ladies in the, in the crowd, maybe even some of the men, he would have wished he didn't have pants on. But I say that only for some, some brevity in this situation, to lighten it up a little bit. Because it's truly wild. Like, what the expectations are that we have as a society of what's appropriate And what our response speed to events should be. 
Like if someone text messages me in the first part of the day and I get busy or I'm on calls or I leave my phone on the charger and I'm pacing around the office and it takes me eight hours to get back to them, they assume I'm now an asshole. Like that's the assumption. And I'm just as guilty on the other side. And like if a day or two passes from a phone call and I don't return it, it's like, oh my God, bro, are you all right? Is everything good? You down, you down right now? You getting up, You upset about something? No, motherfucker, I'm just busy. I'm doing my own thing. I'm living my own life. Sometimes I just don't return a phone call. It's not because I don't care what was on the other end of the phone. It's not because you're not important to me. It's because I'm more important. And it's wild. Like, I'm bouncing all over the place. And I know this, this episode is going to be a tough one to, for you to follow along with. But I was traveling to a charity event in New York City this past Monday. The charity event's for a, a company I, I help out. It's called Facing Addiction. And I truly ask you to go take a look at Facing Addiction on Facebook. It's fighting the opioid crisis, which if you're a longtime listener, you understand how important that is in my life is the passing of miles based off opioids and being prescribed from doctors and how that whole situation happened. Like this has massive impact on my life personally. And instead of playing on the sideline, like I jumped in and got involved. So we help them with marketing and automation and some of the things they do digitally. So it's a charity event. And in that, I'm sitting on this plane, right? Because it's in New York City, and I'm certainly not going to drive to New York if I don't have to. And I'm sitting on the plane, and the stewardess starts to you know, go through a spiel, right? FAA has requirements. Stewardess or steward has to say whatever they have to say every time. And I don't have a front seat on this plane. I'm not in first class by any means. More specifically, I'm two rows from the back. So I have a pretty good vantage point of everybody that's in front of me. And I'm sitting there, and I see people on their phones. I see people leaning over, talking to their, their, their spouse or whoever's sitting next to them. I see people playing, you know, messing around with their kids. I see almost nobody making eye contact with the stewardess. And she's going through you know, the things she has to say and the requirements. Plane can't take off until she says them. And she gets to the point about the oxygen mass that in the unlikely event of the loss of cabin pressure, oxygen masks are going to fall down from the ceiling and you should reach up and put your own on first before you help those around you. And like nobody's paying attention to this. It's almost sad because the woman that's the stewardess realizes no one's paying attention. She's just like going through the motions. I was not on Southwest, so it was not some big production. It was Delta and it was just bah, mundane. And in this moment, it, it jars me into thinking like, man, this is just such a great dichotomy for how the world works. Because society is telling us all like, reach out and help somebody else, right? Like, see somebody, give them a hand. Extend your hand. Take care, take care of your neighbor. And we're judged for being selfish. Right? You taught us a little kid, like, don't be selfish. But here we are on a plane. If the plane is going down, put on your oxygen mask first. Because if you don't, essentially, you're going to die and you can't help anybody anyways. But as a society, we refuse to put on our own fucking oxygen mask. We're so quick to offer help to everybody else, to help everyone else around us, that we don't take the time to get centered and selfish with who and what we are and what we need. 
the shit just bounces around. Like it's no big deal. Like, oh, bro, let me give you some. Let me give you some advice. Hey, come on, man. Like I know people that have coaching businesses. And man, I'm on one today. Like I, I own this. Like I'm. This is tangent day. This is a little bit of like a rant day. But I have people that have coaching businesses, personal development businesses, things they're doing in their life that I just can't understand. And I don't want to attack anybody because we we all are going, we're all in our own process of progress, right? We all have our own things of value to add to the world. I'm not going to judge other people for what they're doing, but I'll, I'll say it like this. For me, I couldn't... I couldn't justify trying to help other people if I hadn't been helped myself first. If I hadn't paid money, literally six figures now, to be coached by elite coaches to offer a better perspective, a better mindset to help me fix some of my old issues, current issues. If I wasn't paying for ongoing coaching right now, I would feel like a fraud coaching other people. If I was lying, cheating, or manipulating on my wife, I would feel like a fraud coaching you on how to have a good relationship. If I wasn't going to the gym and wasn't feeling my body appropriately and sticking myself full of steroids, I would feel like an asshole telling you how to work out. If I didn't spend the time, energy, and effort to figure out how to meditate up until this point, I would feel like a jackass saying this is how you should meditate. And if I hadn't built a successful business, lost all the money, burnt my life to the ground, and then rebuilt a successful business, I would feel like a fraud telling you how to run a business. But certainly, you can fake it till you make it. You can present to the world that you have your shit together. You can run what looks like a very successful coaching practice. You can live in a nice house and drive a nice car and have fancy friends and do all types of stuff and still be just completely broken as shit on the inside. To not really have anything all figured out. And to refuse to do the deep work internally because it's too painful because you'd have to admit that you're a little bit of a fraud. It's really nuts to me. And all this stems in this moment from this post of this gentleman telling me that I was an asshole because I didn't respond to him. And come to find out, he deleted the message so I couldn't even go back and respond to it. Now, granted, there was a shift where he owned his position. That makes it a lot different. But I didn't know all of that as I'm stepping into the studio to record this. So all this makes me beg the question. Where in your life is your response speed hindering you from growth? You know, are you too focused on everybody else when it comes to your business? What everybody says about you, what they think about you? What your coworkers, what your family thinks about the business you're either involved in or want to jump into, are you too concerned about it to put on your own oxygen mask first? I'm going to encourage you to stop for a second and think about what's really important. There's going to come a day where those people around you aren't there. It's going to be harsh. It's unfortunate to say this, but your parents, they're going to die one day. And hopefully, as morbid as this sounds, you'll outlive them. Why you would want to spend years living for them instead of for yourself is beyond me. 
Same things that pertain to your relationship. Maybe you're, maybe you're the one that's just afraid to own what you really want. Maybe you're admittedly a closet homosexual in this moment. And based off fear of judgment and ridicule, whatever that could possibly feel like, maybe you're afraid to tell the world. I can't imagine the weight of that. No idea what that's like. But I'm going to encourage you to put that oxygen mask on first and just jump. Life's too short to live in somebody else's shadow. And same thing when it comes to your body. You know, maybe you've created this story, this world where you're living your body's image for those people around you, no different than I used to do. I had created this quote unquote story that I was a bodybuilder. I didn't want to be. I just want to be an in shape dude that was healthy that now could live long enough to play with some grandkids. And what I found is time and time again, when you put your own oxygen mask on first, you're able to get shit done. <laughs>